Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind. Well, I'm not thrown. Of course you are. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Tipsy Serling Podcast. Here to talk about the Twilight Zone Season 1, Episode 5, entitled Walking Distance. Walking Distance was directed by Robert Stevens, written by the man, Rod Serling, featuring music by Bernard Herman again, woo, accompanied with carnival music. And the original air date for this episode is October 30th, 1959. Uh, very special guest in this episode, Ron Howard. Yeah. For centuries, shaman and other miracle workers have used herbs tonics and libations to facilitate their entry into other realities ladies and gentlemen take a sip with us and enter the zone all right cool so today for this one sing is how it takes place on a summer day and we're feeling very nostalgic we thought we'd go with the beer this is um from latitude 33 they're based out of um vista california or san diego just so like san diego and this is the blood orange ipa Let's give it a whirl. Cheers. Cheers. That's good stuff. All right. I dig that one. Very refreshing. Let's see. Let's read the side here. <laughs> Unparalleled <Yeah>. craft. <laughs> as, as, <laughs> as blood orange stands above everyday citrus, it is not your typical citrus-infused IPA. With a crisp entry and slightly sweet finish, blood orange IPA has fans raving. 7.2% alcohol by volume. So this is a really good one that I like. This is definitely a good, yeah, citrusy, refreshing, mm-hmm. good amount of hop, strong beer. Definitely it feels a good. Like perfect for like a summer day, yeah. like just hanging out at the beach and just boom, get it done. Yeah, I could definitely imagine grilling some carne asada and drinking this, nice. and maybe putting this in the meat too. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, Latitude Thirty Three has some good IPAs. There's like a couple new ones I have to try that have come out over the months um they have one called the og we'll definitely try that at some point that's Mm -hmm. a double ipa called ocean grown or the the og kind of dank that's a good one well (laughs) we'll, yeah exactly (laughs) we'll we'll talk about that one next time but yeah this is uh, probably the first like you know there's a lot of citrusy type um ipas nowadays and this is probably the first one that i tried and i just really dig it you know like stone has them uh ballast point has different like the grapefruit they've got the pineapple they've got the yeah, nice. and this is definitely one of the, the top ones, one of my favorites for sure. So if you see this anywhere, Latitude 33 Blood Orange IPA, definitely give it a try. Amen. You know, I didn't drink. think I was really going to enjoy IPAs very much, but each one that we've had has been awesome. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. It's great. It's good stuff, man. And that's a good point. We'll definitely... Um, I'm an IPA guy, so that's what I'm trying to bring We noticed. Well, yeah. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to mix this up eventually and get some, some variation in there. But, yeah, let's get into this episode now, Walking Distance. You know, I, it would have – I wish we had some chocolate ice cream and soda. That would have been a good thing to do. But <laughs> It's a lot of ice yeah. cream eating in this series so far. It's a lot of uh, soda shops. That's true. A lot true. of 50s America, Americana. Yeah. All right, so in this episode, we have, oh, man, what's the dude's name? It's Frank uh, Martin. 
Marty, Martin Sloan. Yeah, Martin Sloan. As evidenced by his driver's license. Yeah, <laughs> that he yeah. points out several times. Mm-hmm. So this episode follows a character named Martin Sloan. He's like, what, a media executive or something? Yeah, they said media in such a strange way. Like, yeah. it was a new thing, and they were like, he's in media. Yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> like, very futuristic, yeah. very progressive <laughs> on the edge. So I guess, let's, let's just say he's some sort of Hollywood ex- executive or yeah, something. Well, he was the vice president of the ad agency. That's right, that's right, yeah. Media. Yeah. So they're doing, like, video and stuff for the first time, I guess. Martin Sloan. Age 36, occupation, vice president, ad agency, in charge of media. This is not just a Sunday drive for Martin Sloan. He perhaps doesn't know it at the time, but it's an exodus. Somewhere up the road, he's looking for sanity. And somewhere up the road, he'll find something else. (laughs) Anyway. So he's all frustrated. He's driving. He stops at this gas station. He's like, service, service, being kind of rude. Yep, another know. entitled American. Yeah. American money here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come serve yeah, me. V- very much so. He's got the suit. Yeah. He's like, he can be rude because he's got money. Yeah. Man, dude. Mm. And that, this is the 50s, dude. Like, God, it has not gotten any better. <laughs> yeah, it's not gotten any better one bit. Can I say I'm a big fan of the fucking gas station attendant guy? He was like, I don't care how much money you're fucking waving. I don't care how nice your did car he, is. I don't remember that. Did he, he was say like, that? He, no, he just didn't give a fuck about yeah, this guy. Yeah. He was like, how about a little less noise here? Like, I was like, yeah, dude, you're my hero right now. Man. I love that serviceman. Yeah, that's what's up, dude. Yeah. You know, it sets a, a, a weird tone. Well, I guess it makes sense. Um well, let's keep explaining it, and we'll see. Because he's stressed out. He's already being rude to this guy. And then mm-hmm. immediately, once the dude comes out, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll service your car. It's going to take an hour. And now he's being all nice and shit. He's right. like, oh, this town's a mile away. I grew up there. And he's trying to, like, talk to this dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like. The dude is unbothered. Yeah, he gets yeah he's like, sure, man. Shit. Like, I'm going to give you your oil change, and then you can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Like, I don't care. Yeah, it's walking distance. Go walk to your town, man. <laughs> so anyway, he's like, all right, it'll be ready in an hour. I'm going to go take a walk then. He's going to his old town. I don't remember the name of the town, though. But Fuck, I wanted to call um, it Pleasantville. <laughs> yeah. Just because I was getting those vibes, man. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think it was called Homewood. Homewood, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah Homewood, that's yeah. right. So anyway, um, and mind you, he hasn't been there in 25 years. You know, he mm-hmm. left to go make it big and whatever he's doing, his ad agency bullshit. Media. And media, yeah. So he's walking around, and first he stops in the soda shop, little diner-type spot. He's mm-hmm. talking to the old man behind the counter. He's like, yeah, can I get three, uh, was it a soda? A soda with three scoops, mm-hmm. chocolate ice cream. And he's just going on to this guy like, yeah, you know, I grew up down the street from here. When I was a kid, we'd come here. I would always get this chocolate mm-hmm. soda, three scoops. That was my jam. Back then, it was only 10 cents, you know, and he's, he's going on about it. And then the guy behind the counter serves it to him, and he's like, all right, that'll be 10 cents. And he's like, what? You serious? He's like, yeah, man, 10 cents. And he's like, damn, like, you're you're uh, yeah. He's, he even says he's something like, nobody about charges, like, you know, yeah, that no, no one anymore. charges that. He's like, yeah. man, you're, you're, um, getting taken advantage of kind of thing, you know? And the dude's like, damn, really? He's like, yeah, man. That'll be a dime. Dime. Three scoops? That's the way we make them. Well, you're going to lose your shirt that way. Nobody sells sodas for a dime anymore. They don't? And he's talking about, you know, I remember old man Wilson. Old man used to Wilson. Sit, behind the, yeah. sit behind that door. He used just, to sleep in the stock yeah, room. Yeah, he used to sleep in the stock room. Old man Wilson. He's mm-hmm. going on about that. 
And he's like, all right, well, anyway, I'm not going to finish my drink I just bought. So thanks for making <laughs> it. And he leaves. Wasteful America. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, let me order this for nostalgia. Right? Like, he does. I don't remember him actually drinking he, it. I think he took one spoonful and then he was like, got to keep this plot moving. <laughs> so <laughs> he just left. <laughs> yeah. So he gets walking. And then the dude behind the counter goes to the door. And he opens it, and who's back there? It's Mr. Wilson Mr. sleeping. Wilson. I don't remember what he tells him, but he's like, yeah, it was Mr. Wilson back there. So yeah. now we know something's up. Mm-hmm. It costs 10 cents. Mr. Wilson is there, that old man, that sleepy old man. So he's walking around, and he's in the neighborhood now, suburbs. There's a kid playing marbles, right? He's playing mm-hmm. marbles. And he's, like, talking to this little kid who, and that's Ron Howard, right? Ron Howard is this little kid. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. that was Ron Howard, young Little boy, pre Andy Griffith, Ron Bastards Howard, and pre, pre Solo, a Star Wars story, <laughs> which Ron is, Howard, yeah. which is out today. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll catch Maybe it. Maybe we'll watch it matinee tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um. So anyway, and he's like telling him, like, yeah, we used to name the shiny ones shinies, and the yeah, other and ones the clear ones, cle- clear These were not imaginative <laughs> yeah. children <laughs> yeah. by any stretch yeah, of the imagination. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you still do that? And the kid's like, uh, yeah, sure. He doesn't really want to talk to this dude. And he's like, man, I used to live in that house over there. Um, blah, blah, blah. He's like, my name is Martin Sloan or something. And the kid's like, you're not Martin. I, or you're not Marty. I know Marty. Mm-hmm. Like, you fucking old man. I know. It was, it's <laughs> like, that beautiful American dream where creepy old strangers can just go up to children and talk to them. <laughs> Nobody bats an eye. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, like, let me prove it to you, little kid. Here's my ID. And he wants to show his ID. Like, <laughs> like this, the like, kid's a narc. Yeah, like this kid really gives a damn. <laughs> And then the kid gets all upset. Ron Howard is like, you're not Marty. Like, fuck that. And he runs away. Mm-hmm. He just takes off. Like, you're not Marty. You're not Marty. And the dude's like, whatever, dude. That's the first time where I felt like I would, I don't care how old I am. I would recognize my child self. Like, I just yeah. feel like I would look at my face and be like, oh, shit, that's me. Yeah. Like, I would just Well, that, that one wasn't him yet. He sees himself later. Are so. Yeah, oh, so Ron Howard's right, right, right. not him. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So at this point, that's when he goes to, I think it's after this, he goes to the park, right? He hasn't seen the parents yet. He goes to the park. Um, That was him as a kid. Yeah. It wasn't no, no, Ron, the marbles. Ron it was Howard, him as a kid. No, it wasn't. Okay. All right. No, trust, yeah. So okay. he goes to the No, I'm telling you. He oh, goes right, to the park. Yeah, yeah. His name in the gazebo. Yeah, he, he goes to, <laughs> he goes to the park. <laughs> Filled with white people. <laughs> On a happy, there's, happy yeah, sunny day. And there's another kid, like, up in a tree. And the, <laughs> the, mom, the mom is oh like, Johnny. God. She's like, Johnny, oh get down. That's get my note. I put white lady discipline as my note. She's like, Charles, mind me. Mind me. Come off that tree. And I was like, if that mom was black or brown, oh, my God, that kid's ass would have been Red, she would have grabbed the switch from the tree and whooped his ass. Like, well, I'll tell you, if that, if that, I'll tell you what, if that kid, if that kid was brown, he's picking strawberries off somewhere in the, in the field. That, or 50s yeah, Americana. Yeah, that, that's that's what the brown the kids milkshakes. are doing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're out picking iceberg lettuce and shit like she that. She was like, Charles, mind me, come down from that tree. Oh, Charles. I was like, oh, lady. Man. So, and then he comes up and he's just like, yeah, get down, listen to your mother. And the kid's like, oh, here's a stranger. I better listen to him. Right. So he comes down and he's, I think he's talking to this lady, right? He's like, yeah, I used to 
live here. I remember the carousel, the merry-go-round. That was mm-hmm. so fun. Summers, beers, cotton candies, sodas, chocolates, fucking... Yes, he drank beer as a child. Well, yeah, I, I, I thought someone mentioned beer at some point. Maybe it was her. I don't know. <laughs> but he's uh, popcorn and cotton candy and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, I remember carving my name into that little like, gazebo. gazebo yeah, yeah, whatever. Over there, and he looks. And then there's a kid carving his name, Martin mm-hmm. Sloaner. So he walks over there, and it's him. And the kid's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean nothing by it. I'm just oh, graffitiing. Like, I'm just, yeah. Everyone carves their names in <laughs> this. Honest to gosh, <laughs> I didn't mean anything by it. Like, that was kid, a good. That's some fucking balls <laughs> with your graffiti. Like, <laughs> stand behind your shit. You should have gave him the finger and ran away. What the fuck is this apology bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> that was let, so annoying. Let, let, me, let me justify it by saying everyone else <laughs> Everyone this. else yeah. does it, mister. I was like, fuck that um, shit. <laughs> so anyway, and the dude's like, Getting all intense, like no, I'm Mario, right, right? He like tries to talk to this it's kid. It's creepy, and, the kid's and like, no yeah. one bats an eye yeah. that this stranger is running after and talking to yeah. all these children. <laughs> I mean, he might as well be selling trinkets like the guy in the second episode or whatever. <laughs> yeah, just nobody thinks it's weird. I do like that. Everything in that town is so bright, and he's in this dark suit, so he immediately stands out in every shot. You just your eye goes to him right away, and I, I found that really interesting. He was just this like dark specter moving through this like bright nostalgic world is really nice sorry yeah. to go off on a tangent but no 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 i, I feel you <laughs> really man. enjoy um, that part so what happens there he yeah. follows the kid to the house yeah his house yeah yeah to his own house he confronts his parents and he's being super intense for pretty much no reason <laughs> and he's like mom dad it's me it's martin Ugh, sorry the beer is getting Ooh, to me latitude 33 yeah He's like, it's Martin. Oh, like, here's my ID. And they're just like, who the, like, leave our fucking son alone, dude. Like, our son's over here. I don't know who you are. You're crazy, mister. Like, get out of here. And he's just, like, trying to get at him. Like, don't you see? It's me, your son. And they're not having it. So he's all bummed out. Can I, I point yeah. out that the dad is so beta? Like, <laughs> his dad should be way more reactionary. And he's so just going with the flow That's i mean this true, stranger yeah. comes on a porch and grabs your wife by the shoulders and shakes her and is calling her mom and you're just standing there watching like you should have whooped his ass yeah. you should have punched <laughs> him in the face or something like this is the most beta dad i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is very true <laughs> not, not for that at all <laughs> so um yeah now it's nighttime he's wandering around He's going back to the where the, the park where there's the merry-go-round. There's mm-hmm. kids on it. He's trying to find him his younger self, the kid. There's people, and this is where, you know, there's some good use of Dutch angles here. That Ooh, Dutch tilt, man. There's yeah, that good that good close-up on him. It's and there's this great shot of like the merry-go-round and, and the horses. Some trees. Yeah, and the horses. And mm-hmm. it's just like it's that Dutch angle, and then it cuts mm-hmm. back to him like a medium close-up, and it's mm-hmm. the same. And and they hold the, that angle like for the next several shots. It's in. It's all Dutch. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And he's just on the merry-go-round. Shit. I, I can't even remember like why, but now he's chasing he was this ch- fucking kid. He saw his younger self sitting on a horse eating fucking cotton candy yeah. or whatever. And oh, that's right. He and he jumps on to go and like talk to him. Yeah. but uh, And this is something I, I swear he says when he goes after him, because isn't he talking to that lady again, I think, right? And so he sees himself and he's like, oh, this is the night. He never talked to her. He never talked to her. So, right? He says something like that. Um, a couple times. So I'm thinking 
he's trying to convince this kid like oh he's gonna go after the girl or he he likes some girl but he didn't make oh, the move i didn't even pick up and on then that. yeah um but he didn't make the move so now he's got to tell him like no nah, you got to go for it um, but anyway, so the kid sees him and he's like, oh, it's this fucking weirdo again. And he runs <laughs> and he falls, he falls off the merry-go-round and like breaks his leg or some yeah. shit for no reason. Um, so that part I found interesting because it felt like, uh, it felt like the back to the future, like Polaroid disappearing thing. Like he was affecting yeah. his own yeah. destiny, which I right. found interesting because I, if, up until that point, it felt like he was just a he wasn't a specter because he was interacting with people, but it felt like he was walking through memories and that he wouldn't be able to do anything. And then he actually affects himself because as soon as his younger self hits the ground, he cries out in pain. And I was just like that. Now that adds an interesting angle to all of this. And yeah, that's right. I remember that he yells out, right? And there was that beautiful overhead shot in there uh, on top from the top of the Ferris wheel down. Like this whole sequence was like Hitchcock, Orson Welles, like off the bat. Right. It was so great, you know. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that moment where the kid fell and, and he he hurt himself, and then the guy had to limp. Yeah. So was, yeah, and he, yeah, he shouts out, then he gets to him, and the doctors fix him up. They take him home and they're like, "Yeah, he's gonna have a little bit of a, a limp, but mm -hmm. you know, it's it's fine, whatever." Um, and then he's sitting there, and that's when is that when the dad comes back? Like he's sitting by the merry-go-round, he's, he's bummed yeah, out. Yeah, and then somebody oh, yeah. comes to him and says, "The kid's gonna be okay. He'll have a limp." And then the dad comes yeah, the over dad to him. comes. That's right, because yeah. when he was <clears throat> the beta, when dad. he yeah, when he was assaulting the mother <laughs> on, <laughs> on the porch earlier, the beta dad. <laughs> he dropped his wallet because the dad comes back and he's right. like, "Yeah, I looked through your wallet. Like you are who you say you are." Like man, and this is when it becomes pretty heartfelt and everything and we mm -hmm. get to kind of the meat of the episode is it's all about and we've covered this before nostalgia mm -hmm. memory looking back um and the father says something along the, the lines of um you know you've been looking behind you try looking ahead and you know yeah, you you had I, your summer 25 years yes. ago now like let, let him have his that was like, my favorite yeah. line he said don't like, make him share yeah don't make him yeah that was it yeah Maybe there's only one summer to every customer. That little boy, the one I know, the one who belongs here, this is his summer, just as it was yours once. Don't make him share it. Um, and he said, I know, like, you come yeah. from, I know you come from a, a time far from now, and I don't know how you got back here, but you, know, you had your summer, and this is his summer, don't make him share it. I mean, this de first of all, Beta Dad is just so cool, calm, and collected about the fact that his yeah. son time traveled backwards and came back to him as an old <laughs> man. Yeah, he, he really <laughs> doesn't totally cool care that it. much. He's, yeah, he doesn't give a shit. This episode is like hashtag unbothered. Like he just, <laughs> did, okay, this is what this is. I guess I'll talk to him. Like completely bizarre. And then he he mentioned that the money looked different and that the yeah. license looked different. So that was those were really nice touches. <laughs> that latitude 33 got yeah. you going <laughs> oh shit sorry <laughs> can i also mention um dude wait sorry i'm sorry oh, oh, there shit. was another moment and it? i, I have this it? in my notes here where when the kid gets hurt and it goes back to the reverse of martin grown grown-up martin mm -hmm. 
after the kid falls, like all the lights dim around him, yes. and there's just a spot on Great Martin. Great moment. Like I man, had they that note too. Yeah, they they that were doing some cool shit moment. here. Yeah, I, I I appreciate that. Like just going for some some cool yeah, stuff, man. Yeah, amazing. Um, did you also notice that they did another mirror trick in the beginning of this episode where they were shooting him when he came into the ice cream shop? They shot him through a mirror. And you didn't realize that's he was in a mirror right, until they that's pulled right, back. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's right. the old mirror trick, I yeah. see. Okay, <laughs> I got you. Coming it, through. It works, so, you know, if it ain't broke. Yeah. You know? Um. So, yeah, I guess at this point, you know, the dad bestows that knowledge on him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, look ahead. And he's like, yeah, all right. So he gets up. He walks away. He gets back to his car. He, and then now, you know, he talks to the service guy, and now he has a limp. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he just affected great, the past yeah. part. Yeah, so nice he's walking. He's got a little bit of a limp. And he's like, yeah, too bad. I got a bum leg or whatever. I'd be faster. Something along those lines. And then he leaves. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's a good – it's like I said, it's a good heartfelt episode. I do I, – I was a little disappointed, though, and maybe I just heard it wrong. But I swore when he runs to chase the kid on the merry-go-round – the reason he did it was because he says, like, oh, this was a night you didn't talk to her. So I was expecting there to be, like, an, another, like, a little girl that was the same age. And that was the, you know, maybe that's the one that, like, got away kind of thing. Like, he could have started something with this this girl that didn't happen, you know. Because, again, in the, in the start of the episode, he's, like, stressed out. He's just fucking, ah, he's driving, he's mad, service, service, like mad angry businessman um so i thought maybe it was gonna corporate treadmill yeah 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 but i thought maybe it would tie into something like that like to me that would have been a little more interesting if it's like oh that's why he's so engaged in trying to talk to his younger self you know not just to talk to him and to because oh that's the other thing it's it's revealed that the reason he wanted to was he just wanted to tell him to enjoy enjoy your life like enjoy this he had a whole monologue about it yeah (laughs) i forgot like enjoy these summers that's all i wanted to say was because you there's no going back i guess mark i only wanted to tell you that this is a wonderful time of life for you don't let any of it go by without enjoying it um, youth, yeah, I youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's a, I've never heard that quote before. That's yeah, really great. Youth is wasted on the young. God damn. Um, yeah, did I mean, you, did you have a chance to uh, <laughs> ever go see a band concert? A band concert. <laughs> Throughout the whole episode, he oh kept yes, he did. I he wanted did. to go see yeah, a band, band concert. That, that was one of, it was popcorn, was like, cotton candy, merry-go-rounds, band, band concert. <laughs> and his dad is like, I don't know where you're from, but I'm sure in the future there's some fucking popcorn <laughs> and there's gotta be some goddamn band concerts. And I was like, stop saying band concerts. <laughs> so there's gotta be. <laughs> I had to come back and get on a merry-go-round and eat cotton candy and listen to a band concert. I forgot about that. I should have remembered that. Concert. Being someone who who was in band for years, dude, that's yeah, that's so uh, funny. And they kept saying that. Band concert. Maybe when you go back, Martin, you'll find that there are merry-go-rounds and band concerts where you are. Maybe you haven't been looking in the right place. <laughs> Were you getting like serious psycho vibes um, towards the middle of the episode when he was walking around and right somewhere around the time where he saw himself 
as a kid carving uh, the initials into gazebo, the score was like so, it was like violins and it was just like, I was getting serious psycho vibes during that moment. I was like, this is making me uncomfortable. It, I, I don't <laughs> remember. It didn't, the music right there didn't stand out to yeah, me. Okay, yeah. I was getting some psycho vibes. Um, shit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, good episode. It's not, this to me is an episode that could have existed kind of in in any shown way you know still mm-hmm. i feel like we're not quite in the twilight zone like mm-hmm. this is to me kind of like the uh rummy episode what was that number three uh, um right. with the gun with martin landau the gunslinging we drank captain oh, morgan God. private stock yeah <laughs> yeah that one where it's it's just he's teaching it's like a morality him. tale yeah kind of thing and not so much a, yeah well i guess Oh, uh, maybe I'm kind of wrong then, because yeah, this is a little different from morality, but this is mortality. I'd say. Oh, nice! You know? <laughs> Look at that! Look how yeah. you did that! All right, <laughs> trying to make it work. Mortality. Um, but yeah, no, I like the idea, and it's it's just a good reminder that yeah, you know, look ahead, don't look behind you. Um, and yeah, it is a bummer to think back that you know I I was feeling nostalgic watching it for sure. It made me think of. Especially now in my life, I'm definitely at a period where I've been thinking a lot of where I come from, what I've done, and some of the choices that have got me to exactly the point I'm at now, and some things I would have done differently. And I try not to because, like you say, youth is wasted on the young. And I've experienced, especially in these last couple years of my life, more than ever, really just even in in this year alone, that saying of, um, what is it? If I knew then what I knew now, and mm-hmm. I have to try so hard, like he says, like look ahead, yeah, not to even keep forward, think dude. about it, like because yeah. it it frustrates me so much when you realize like all the good things you had. Well, some people, not everybody, yeah. but some people like some of the good things that you take for granted, and then it's like, oh fuck, man, like that wasn't so bad. I was over here, right? You know, it was bummed out, yeah, was in it. <laughs> bummed out about all this stuff, and then now it's you know man that wasn't even anything you know or them realizing about the things that you tried to care about too much that truly just didn't matter matter. like not not having your priorities in the right place right and looking back and it's like oh yeah that didn't fucking matter at all yeah but it's (laughs) all part of the journey it's all part of the process yeah you know you can't even look back like that until you've gone through it yeah exactly And, and it's funny that that really is just i mean that's everybody i don't think you could name i would ever know a single person that can truly like some people might say it but like who can truly look back and be like yeah i don't have any regrets it's like you you Ooh, didn't there's really... some privileged people who can do that <laughs> yeah but then i there's some privileged people for sure but then you always want what you can't have even sure. for the privilege even for the wealthy there's always some kind of especially for those people oh, more yeah. than anyone the wealthy actually <laughs> yeah, spent yeah. all the time complaining about yeah, how yeah. horrible it is it's, to be wealthy yeah. <laughs> especially for those people yeah I funny yeah, like yeah. i feel like it's even worse for yeah. them because Maybe they, they lose. don't yeah yeah they don't even oh i don't even want to talk about that <laughs> now that's just bothering me but, i had a weird moment because the character is 36 years old and yeah i'm 37 and i looked at him and i looked at me and i was like you got dude, lucky. Dude, you look old. <laughs> you got lucky. Forty-five, dude. not thirty. It was so weird. I was like, "Wait, were people just older looking in America back then? Because you know they had real turmoil and war and things they were living through, or well, was it just like a weird casting?" Or 
there was there was definitely more gr- there was definitely more grit back then yeah, for sure. But I will say that I think you just won the lottery in oh, regards maybe I just of, look good. You hear of that, looking guys? young. I just look good. <laughs> <laughs> but you when just, you, sometimes when you look at those old photos of like people like oh, yeah. back then, they look you know, at fifteen they look like adults. And you're like, yeah, Oh, I can see I why people were getting married so young if the life expectancy was short or whatever. But now it's just like a nation of People who are just, just young. <laughs> just a bunch of kids, it's man. It's weird. And I, it just made me reflect a little bit like, my God, I, I've never been the CEO of media. <laughs> it's been weird. Yeah. I also noticed that the dad, the actor portraying the dad, he was doing this thing when he was delivering his monologues where he kept furrowing his brow all the time. And I was reminded of uh, Hermione in the third Harry Potter movie <laughs> where the actress thought that if she would just keep wiggling her eyebrows that she was giving a serious performance. And, like, I was distracted that whole movie by her eyebrows. And with this, I was distracted by this guy's furrowing of his brow the entire time. Did you notice that? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch it. That's kind of funny, though. Dang, Emma Watson thought it'd be more serious if yeah, she was me. Sorry, Emma Watson. <laughs> I, I had if the you biggest... watched that third Harry Potter movie, she's yeah. doing a lot of eyebrow work. A I, lot I, of it. I wonder how many times Alfonso Cuaron had to be like, cut that shit I out. I don't know, because after that, she never did it again, so it was really interesting. Like, somebody was like, listen, sweetie, that's yeah. not doesn't mean you're seriously yeah. <laughs> with the eyebrows. <laughs> but this guy was doing a lot. Of... But I also had a note that the dad had a really interesting face he I, did yeah. it, it almost it looked like a younger dude that was made up to look older, older and weird, right? like his yeah his cheeks yeah. were kind of it looked like a, a dude in was. older man makeup yeah it was very very odd to me it was weird but i generally enjoyed his beta performance yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, all right rudy let's yeah. let's snap back to reality now yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's time for us to get back to reality. Does it hold up? Uh, for me, does this episode hold up? I th- I almost want to say the lesson in the episode is a little trite, but it's also timeless because the more our world gets so busy and we get so distracted and with social media and all this kind of stuff... It is hard to remember to enjoy your present moment because you're always fretting about the future or fretting about the past. And I know it sounds really Buddhist right now, (laughs) but we should really appreciate the present moment and maximize it. And that's what this episode was telling you in a way, I guess. So thematically, I guess that does hold up for me. Everything else, though... um, I'm going to say it It didn't really hold up. I appreciated this episode more on the like the, uh, the filmmaking aspect and the technological aspects. I was really concerned about uh, the giant cameras they were using back then and how smoothly the camera was moving in this episode. And I was I found myself like wondering, like, how do they pull off moving this big camera around, you know, because in the chocolate shop. They start at the counter and they, they're filming the two shot and then they move like seamlessly up this flight of stairs to the workroom. And I was just like, but the camera back then was pretty damn big. Like it's so, how do they even, I mean, was it a crane? I don't know what it was, but I started thinking about the technical aspects and the filmmaking aspects and I wasn't really 
focused on the characters and the moral, I guess. So it's probably 90 cent, not 90 cent, 90 percent not holding up for me. And then that 10 percent holding up for that kind of timeless element of, you know, living in the moment, which is only going to get more and more important as we just move forward into the future. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think for a, a, a Twilight Zone episode, not one of the strongest. Again, I think. Oh shit! Sorry. I mentioned. <laughs> I think I mentioned it already. This is the the content. The idea is for sure timeless. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like you can. This is an episode that can get rehashed in the modern era, like mm-hmm. every five or ten years, and it'll be as poignant as as it was then. You know, it's it's just. It's human nature. We want what we can't have. Right. Everybody wants to go back, you know. Um, but yeah, as far as relevance to the real world and to 2018, um, yeah, then we're not really exploring any new or interesting territory here, you know, like in some other episodes that I'm looking forward to getting to. So yeah, that's really all I have to say about this one. Yeah, it's interesting that this one and the sixteen million dollar shrine or six million sixteen dollars, millimeter six, sixteen millimeter yeah film latitude thirty three <laughs> <laughs> that those two episodes are both so preoccupied with nostalgia. It's yeah, they're so close together in in, in the uh, production order. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so for Tipsy Sterling Podcast, I am Kedar Foster and I am Rudy Ruiz, and we'll see you at the band concert. <laughs> <laughs> band concerts band concerts thanks for listening to the tipsy serling podcast you can find us on twitter at tipsy serling you can find us on instagram tipsy serling underscore podcast or you can send us an email at the ts pod at gmail.com band concerts <laughs>